this is disagree with me or don't that's the dwmod podcast welcome back everybody i'm your host mikey wilson and this week's guest is none other than hot young briley professional wrestler you may also know him as hollywood comedian and improviser extraordinaire ryan nemeth of second city's own flying chuck the improv show that combines improv comedy and professional wrestling that's once a month at second city and various other shows around town. The guy's everywhere. He does a ton of stuff. And now he's involved in his own promotion, a Hollywood wrestling show called Nuclear Heat. And we're going to get into promoting the hell out of that because it's a fantastic show. Every show these guys put on supports a different charity. Last several shows have gone to various dog shelters and homeless shelters. Uh, this time around, the show is going to be on September 5th in Hollywood and is going to benefit victims of sex trafficking. And it's going to be at the Hit Hat. That's 50. 043 York Boulevard. Doors will be at 8 o'clock again on September 5th. If you need more information on that, you can check it out on Twitter at nuclear underscore heat or you can just keep checking in here at dwmod pod gonna have all kind of links and information you can click right there and get tickets it's for a great cause gonna have a great card and we're gonna discuss that card right here on the show today all the different guys and ladies from various wrestling promotions around the country uh, a lot of names you are definitely gonna know you'll be surprised we'll get into that we'll also get into ryan's background in wrestling and where he came from i won't blow a whole lot of that but it definitely is gonna involve us with the one and only Jim Cornette and a hilarious story about how he found out when he finally got hired by the WWE. Uh, it's super old school wrestling territorial story and you're going to love it if you're a wrestling fan. If you're thinking uh, that you've never heard of this guy because you're a casual wrestling fan, uh, this guy comes from a wrestling pedigree. You may know his brother Nick as Dolph Ziggler from the WWE who's held more belts than the fat man in a weight loss clinic. We'll get into the story behind a running bit that the three of us have. Um, I can't believe nobody's ever heard the term on the arm, but we'll get into that as well. We'll talk about some of the other guys he's wrestled with, including Sting. We'll talk about working with Dusty Rhodes and other guys that he came up with down at NXT like Damian Sandow, Dean Ambrose, Cesaro. So this guy's been around the block. He's also an exceptional improviser. The guy's hilarious if you've seen him perform. We'll talk a little bit about some of that, his background in improv and some of the shows we've done together. We just got back from the Detroit Improv Festival where we played a show and it was amazing. We'll dive into talking about that. Big up to Detroit. Put on a great show. We had a great time there. And then like always, we'll dive into some sports. Now, Ryan's a Cleveland guy so he's got the sadness of all of that going on although they did get the one championship and the fact that he still has really no love for LeBron James as a basketball player and one thing we're for sure going to square off on is who is the worst franchise of all time the Detroit Lions or the Cleveland Browns he's got a hilarious story about the mystery Cleveland Indian he had the opportunity to meet one time after a game with his dad and he just bawled his eyes out as if he were meeting Santa Claus as a baby and couldn't even talk to the guy and we'll just barely scratch the surface on what is the one wrestling match that he just cannot let go of when Cliff Compton was given a victory over him, a false victory for the record here, as referee Joe Wheeler went to the bell early when Compton had Nemeth in a submission hold, and Nemeth holds to this day that hot young Bradley did not tap out, and Wheeler went to the bell early. But you gotta hear this story, because these two are not done with it, and he's dying to square it up. A lot of you may know Cliff Compton as AKA Domino. It's a great episode, a lot of fun. We recorded live at Second City, right before we did our own set of Flying Chuck at the theater. And again, that's Nuclear Heat, gonna be September 5th. You're gonna wanna check it out. They got a great card. I can't quit plugging this thing. I'm gonna have it all over the Twitter, or you can go right to their Twitter. That's at nuclear underscore heat and check out how you can get tickets to the show. Now, real quick before we get to the interview, I just want to plug the DWMOD over under challenge. We plugged this thing a couple of times. I'm going to put it up one more time. The NFL season's getting ready to start. Here's how it works again real quick for you. I'm going to post two pictures of some Vegas odds. The odds are for the over under on every team in the NFL. What we want you to do is tweet the show with your pick for your over-under challenge. Now, it works like this. Let's say on the over-under sheet, they have the Baltimore Ravens at 
eight wins. If you take the Baltimore Ravens and the over and they win 12 games, well, then you're at a plus four. But if you take the Baltimore Ravens and the under and they win five games, well, then you're at a plus three. Whoever has the highest point of return at the end of the season is going to win the prizes. Yeah, prizes. All the prizes. Now, we fully anticipate that there'll probably be a tie. So also tweet the show with your tiebreaker. How the tiebreaker works is you want to pick your direct hit. So let's say the Vegas odds for the Detroit Lions are at six. And you think, well, the Lions aren't going to win more than six, and they're not going to lose more than six. You think that that's about right. Then you take the Lions as your direct hit. If the Lions come in at seven, then your tiebreaker is at a plus one. You understand what I'm saying there? So pick whichever team is your direct hit, and whoever's closest on their direct hit will win the tiebreaker. If anybody should happen to nail their direct hit right on the head, we're going to have an additional prize for you because that'd be pretty damn good. So right now we got a few contestants that have tweeted the show. So please jump on in, tweet the show. We'd like to get a lot of people involved in this thing. That's at DWMODpod on Twitter. And all you wrestling fans, sit back and get ready to boo your favorite heel on an hour that is dominated by pro wrestling talk. All right, welcome to the show this week. We got Ryan Nemeth in the house, former FCW Tag Team Champ, former WWE NXT wrestler, uh, some other... Where else did you wrestle at? Uh, I wrestled in... The main other place I wrestled was Ohio Valley Wrestling, OVW in Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. When I first started out, that's where I uh, began my training. Now, that, that for a lot of people that don't know, like that's a big upstart training ground, like super minor leagues for a lot of guys yeah, came through there, it right? it really is. Yeah, people that came through there, uh, they've been affiliated with WWE. They've been affiliated with TNA Impact. I guess it's mostly famous for bringing up guys like John Cena, Brock Lesnar, my brother Dolph Ziggler, Randy Orton, uh, Shelton Benjamin. Okay. Batista. All, you know, guys they're like, like Warrior and Sting and them guys come through there too. No, they the were around. Way, Ohio Valley Wrestling is kind of late to the game as far as that generation is concerned. Those guys, okay. those guys were just working the territories, which okay. really don't exist anymore except for places right. like OVW, which is pretty much a territory still. Okay, all right. It's a relic from the past that exists now somehow. All right, and then so you came up through there, and who were some of the guys that you came through there early with? Um, I had some really legendary trainers, so. Danny Davis owned the place while I was there, and I was trained by somebody named the Hustler Rip Rogers. Oh, yeah? Who is a guy who's, like, not famous as far as non-wrestling people are concerned, but in the wrestling world, he's, like, he's wrestled with everybody for yeah. decades and trained people like Cena and Orton and my brother and okay. those guys. Okay, all right. Um, the people that came up with probably an FCW NXT, they're all on every show right now. So Right, right. A lot of them are pretty much on every show. Oh, man, show. that was kind of rough when I left, and then I start seeing every Raw, SmackDown, and pay-per-view is like, oh, yeah, I wrestled that guy. Oh, yeah, I was tag team with that guy. Yeah, I wrestled with him. Okay, yeah, all right. We'll, yeah. we'll let that calm down a bit, and we'll That's come right. back to that. Uh, it sounds like a wound in a minute. But it man. was. Now it's, now it's kind of cool. It's yeah. like, now I can flip on the TV and go, oh, yeah, cool. But, right, right, right. Like a year afterwards, I was like, Ah oh, man, ah, oh, I beat yeah, that yeah. guy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But now you are you're doing your own promotion now, right? So you're doing a promotion here in town, Hollywood, uh, Nuclear Heat, uh, wrestling for charity, right? I'm heavily involved in Nuclear Heat wrestling. Um, it's it's ultimately run by an anonymous group of feminists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. It's, it's excellent. a feminist cabal. Uh, yeah, but I have a lot of input. So they say, you know, they'll they check out the scene, what's going on in SoCal and LA and Vegas and everything. Right. They like certain people. Certain people have become huge attractions at the show. So I have my input, you know, creative, sure, right, creatively right. to try to I try to use the old school upbringing I had in OVW. And okay. With, and then in Florida with people like Dr. Tom Pritchard and Skinner to try okay. to make each show at Nuclear Heat Wrestling from start to finish something that the most uneducated right. wrestling fan could enjoy and get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I can remember, like, now, I didn't make it out to the last one, mm -hmm. but I remember talking to some folks in the hallway that were yeah. there who are not wrestling fans that yeah. had come to the Flying Chuck show, which is an improv show that yeah. the two of us do here at Second City with wrestlers. And I remember them saying that they had such a great time, and it wasn't, you know, like, they weren't even wrestling fans. And then there was some wrestling fans, and they were saying that, um, I remember that they were saying 
they liked how it wasn't a lot of long ass matches on the card. It yeah. wasn't like a four hour show or just you know what I mean. I you know there's when I'm given a little creative input, I like to think of things that I love about wrestling and things that I hate about wrestling. And things that I hate are four-hour-long indie wrestling shows. Yeah, they're, right. They're miserable. And if you're dragged to that by your girlfriend or boyfriend and you're the one who's not the fan sitting there, yeah. you don't ever want to go back. It's no, miserable. you're burned on it. You're burned on it. You don't want to go back. if you are a fan, by match number nine, you're like, when is this over? I have to work yeah. tomorrow. I have to wake up. Yeah, so no, I think that's a smart move for sure. We keep it short and sweet, four matches, and that way every match can be a main event. So, the, for instance, the last show... Our opening match was John Morrison wrestling against his wife, Taya. They're yeah. both on Impact. They're both on, both on Lucha Underground. He's yeah, from yeah. WWE. They beat the hell out of each other with dishes and glasses. <laughs> it was a husband versus wife match. That is an insane main event that you yeah, right? can't see anywhere else in no, the world. No, you're not going to get anything like that. And, and, yeah. and that was our opening match. So I, th- I, like, to, I like to think that it's, it's about an hour and a half long or less. You yeah. don't have to know anything. Show up, and you're gonna within ten minutes be screaming for somebody. You and know? you, and at the end of the day, it's for charity and things yeah. like that. Anyway, so yeah, it's like, for a good cause. So we've raised money for a cat adoption thing, a dog adoption group, all in LA. And this upcoming show on September fifth will be for a charity called My Refuge House, which okay. helps rehabilitate victims of sex trafficking. Oh so, man. This, all right, so I was telling That's somebody. That's heavy, dude. It's pretty heavy, right? Yeah, So man. for the other shows, when people say, what charity? I'll say dogs and cats. And they go, oh, cool, great. Yeah, right, and then right. I'm explaining this one. They're kind of like, oh, bummer. Oh, man. Yeah. It's the most important one, but it's, yeah, the sad, yeah. it's probably the saddest one, yeah. You may have a lot of people just there that are just written with guilt from their last trip to, to Taiwan or whatever, know. man. I don't know. I hope not. I, I hope not, too. But another great thing about the show, and this is something that a fellow podcaster mentioned to me, Matt McCarthy, who does, what's what's the name of his, uh, wrestling with comedy or some comedian? It's some kind of, he's got a, I don't know. They I don't do, know, Matt, but if we figure it out, if it comes to us dude. here, we're gonna plug it. We're gonna plug it if it comes to us. Uh, he's got one of those fan, you know, well listened to wrestling podcast. Okay. Anyways, right. I, the last time I saw him, he said your show is remarkable in that half over half of the crowd is women. And that's great. That does not exist in, in indie wrestling or any like. Right, you, right. You never see crowd. That's mostly female, so that was, yeah. that's a point of pride for us. I uh, yeah, you know what? And I, I mean, I've been to uh, quite a few of them around here since I moved out to L.A., and yep. you're right about that. There ain't a whole lot of girls in the audience, I'll tell you that. And from a marketing standpoint, that's great because it, from what I remember about helping do press release and marketing and FCW and all that, when this is not to sound not to be sexist at all, but when a guy comes to a show, yeah. they don't bring new people to the next show. No. They don't bring any, they're losing, no. you know, they, they right. come and they, they like come it. with their same body who they but love the indie show when they come. I think know? after our first show, the girls that came must have all brought two or three friends because it was way more packed and way more. Right. Right. You could, you could easily look in the crowd and go, oh yeah, yeah. this is all, yeah, yeah. there's some guys, but sure. And I don't, I mean, you've seen wrestling shows before, like, well, yeah. I don't, I never understand why more women don't come out to that. You know I what think, I mean? I think. They came to our thing and they they know what they think wrestling is and they came to our show and they're like oh this is an awesome half yeah. rock show half right. I mean it's fun like it's, it's awesome yeah. yeah they don't I don't think a lot of them understand the stories that are involved behind and, they, you know. and the thing about nuclear heat is you don't have to because it's built in it's like a one time like there's all the storyline that exists for that one hour and then it's over and then come oh, back so next it's time. like an improv wrestling show man it's like it a just lives bit, yeah. that one time and it's gone man right yeah. All right. Let's now let, let's get into uh, a little bit of the card that you're going to have on the show. But let's let's come back to that in a minute. Okay. And let's back it up just for a bit. Yeah, where are we going, man? We're going to back it up. Yeah, We're going to back it up to the OVW right. stuff, man. Like okay. I felt like we breezed right past that. Now, okay. You went right out of high school, or you went to college? No, you wrestled had, in college, or the difference between. So my brother is a pro wrestler. This is uh, not a surprise if you watch wrestling. Uh, he is Dolph Ziggler. He's many times champion of all kinds in yeah. <laughs> WWE. Yeah. He's awesome. He is awesome. And he went right from college because his dream since he was five years old was to be a pro wrestler. That Living was, it. Yeah. So that was not the case with me. I had I was kind of the, the middle child who liked painting, who liked theater, who liked read. Like I was okay. I did. I wrestled. You know. I I did that. I lifted weights. But my Never until I was like early twenties did I ever think, oh, you know what? I want to be a pro wrestler. That was like a new development. Yeah, I loved wrestling. I loved watching it, and going to see it, and 
when he was signed to WWE and sent to OVW. I was in college about an hour away. Okay. And so Wednesday nights, they taped their small TV show for the regional right. territory. All my rugby teammates and I would like drive down to the show, be an hour away, every just slamming cases of sure, beers. Sure, absolutely. Because it's college. Now this is in, you know, in Ohio, right? In Ohio, so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So we were in Cincinnati. We would drive to Louisville, like an hour drive. Right. And then watch the WWE minor league farm system wrestling match. Hoping my brother had him, and sometimes he didn't. He wasn't even on the show, so it'd be like, "What do we drive here for?" Well, it's still awesome. Yeah, it's a right. tiny little arena, and man, I remember being really struck by how much much more fun it was to watch a show that small and that up close. Yeah, versus being at a Monday Night Raw as a fan. You know, yep. you're really far yep. away. There's loud noise. There's commercial breaks. Yeah, right. But at this show, it was like. I don't know who half these guys are. Some of them I recognize, but some I don't. And yeah, there was an element of improvisation to it and spontaneity. And at the time, I was like, I wrestled my whole life, and then I was playing rugby in college. And I was thinking, I just just started getting to improv too. I just started spending summers at right, IO right. in Chicago, and all this stuff was kind of brewing in my head. Right, like, right. I think I could wrestle, man. I think I could yeah, do right, this. Right. You know, if I really building get, characters out of the comedy yeah. training and you know what I mean, yeah, yeah, athleticism, and then also the theatrical part of it. That's really all wrestling is. Is yeah, being athletic and being able to perform. Right, which we discovered this weekend uh, at some of our various rompings oh, back no. at the IF. <laughs> Those two things don't go hand in hand a whole lot. Oh, man, we have to talk about that at some point. <laughs> I, I know, well, earlier I mean, today, I was know. realizing, man, those people must think I'm, me and you are just like a nightmare. Maybe so. <laughs> no, I think they're having a lot of fun, man, but it is true, it, it, you know, and, and it's not a, any kind of knock because they're phenomenal nah. at what they yep. do. It's just, there's not a lot of crossover in that brain. Like some people are like usually artistic brained or, you know, or you got your, your sports people and usually there's not a two-sided brain. There's not a whole lot of folks. And so, and so we're talking about the uh, general population of the Detroit Improv Festival. Sure. Hilarious, right. amazing people, very funny shows. Yeah, great, great had community. a great time, awesome people. Not great at uh, sports. Yeah, we were, we had a little beach ball going. We were trying to hit it around the room and keep it going, and oh, that, we couldn't get more than two or three hits. That thing would be on the ground. It was almost a, it was as if they were playing hacky sack. Like, it's, yeah. But it's a beach ball. It's really yeah. easy. You just hit yeah. it. You it know? was as difficult as hacky sack, so yeah. that's a great way to put it. It was. But really funny people, if you yeah, watch this, if you see the show Detroiters, you'll see most of them on the show at some yeah, point. Absolutely. You, you were on last week's episode. Yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun, man. Plug for Detroiters. Season finale yeah, tonight. Tonight. Yeah. Well, when will this air? Uh, this will be after the season finale, so that oh, was perfect. hilarious, wasn't it? I, I mean, love Detroiters. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. We were doing our set at Second City, but I kept going back in the green room and checking to watch. And see what was going on. I, I only performed during the commercial breaks. Right. Absolutely. Remember when Tim uh, said that really funny thing? Yeah, and then Sam said something funny on top of it. Oh, man. That was great. That was great. <laughs> yeah. So you, you're doing the stuff in Chicago. It's yep. kind of giving you the bug. So then mm-hmm. you're going to go down there and get involved. Now, is your brother still there at the time, or he's gone and you're jumping in? He His track was a little up and down. So he was an OVW, and then really quickly, at, at record-setting time, got called up to Raw to be the manager or tag team partner of Chavo Guerrero. He was, was That's tag, pretty cool. Yeah, Chavo was playing this character called Kerwin White, who was like a rich, white, racist okay. dude. All right. But he's Mexican, Hilarious. so it was so Hilarious. funny. And Nick was his caddy. Okay. And so they would wrestle. <laughs> he would ride to the ring in like a golf cart and wear like the little the bib and have golf clubs. And he would run in and hit someone with a golf club and stuff. And then that character ended because sadly Eddie Guerrero died and the whole company kind of had to yeah. shift everything. So yeah. he got sent back down to Kentucky. And then maybe like a year later, he became part of the Spirit Squad, which is evil, right. evil cheerleaders. The henchmen of Vince McMahon, evil, yeah, yeah, demonic cheerleaders. Which, that was a good bit. That run, I enjoyed that, that one. That was one of my favorite. I mean, he wouldn't agree with this, but it was one of my favorite. It, it was. They it, were awesome, man. It's hilarious, and I'm sure it's not. You know, for him, I don't know, but I mean, I'm sure it's not like the first thing you want to jump in and do. But I mean, hilarious. Sure, yeah, uh, Kenny and Mikey still wrestle as the squad. I actually t- tagged with them a couple times. This oh year yeah, in L.A. and also in Texas. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Against Sting, by what? the way, we're in the ring with Sting, dude. What, what, how long ago was this? <laughs> Uh, last December. I didn't, so they knew this for like a month. That he was going to be there. And I didn't know what the match was really. Yeah. And so I see Sting there and of course you're in awe of this man. Sure. Yeah. He has a, I don't know, a similar thing to The Undertaker. You see him and you're like, all right, okay, okay. Yeah, right, right. There's something, he's very stoic and he's uh, covered in paint and his 
cape and cloak and his boots and everything. It's, he's just the whole thing right there. Yeah. And I saw him like pacing around in the back. I'm like, man, he's getting pretty intense. I wonder what I wonder what segment he's in, in the show tonight. And then <laughs> he's getting all jacked up <laughs> Dude, and he's in yours. I had I don't know how I didn't know this because I'm not even dressed yet. And Mikey and Kenny are like, you got to put your boots on, man. We're going out there. And I was like, wait, why? And he goes, we're going out there with Sting. And I was like, it all hit me like yeah. as I'm tying my laces real fast. Like, oh my god, this I'm wearing the ring with Sting, yeah, man. So when people say wrestling is fake and you know who's going to win and you know what's going to happen, here's a perfect example right now. Yeah, you have no idea. Four months ago, I had no idea until the minute before I walked out right, that right, we were right. in, a, in a promo segment with Sting. Yeah, yeah. That seems like a big deal. It's a phenomenal big yeah. deal, man. That's awesome. So as we're going out there, there's no time to be nervous or freak out about it no. because, hey, go out to the ring and go heckle Sting and like cut a promo on him. Like, yeah, oh yeah. my God, that, but he's Sting, man. <laughs> That's great, though, man. So is that like, uh, would Sting be like the top of the uh, biggest dude that you were in the ring with? Uh, Probably. Let me try to think. And uh, Oh, no. I mean, okay, sure. I mean, I've been in the ring with my brother, and that was always my favorite times, whether uh, uh, tagging with him or against him. Those were like my top favorite things. But yeah. if you want to be like, like a scorecard on wrestling fans list, probably Sting. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. Well, Dusty Rhodes, I've done some oh, things with him. Oh, man, that's... That's huge, man. That's a big one, too. I love Dusty Rhodes. He was, yeah. he was a big proponent of mine. He was my boss in uh, Florida for a while. Right, that right, guy, right. He oh, was man, I didn't even put that together, the man. The best. Yeah. He was the man. So he would still get in there and do stuff, He huh? wouldn't wrestle, but he we did. they had me my way to get figured into the FCW and NXT wrestling show yeah. was that I started out as an interviewer. Eventually, I would start shit-talking the guys I was interviewing. Them. Okay. And that was all his idea, and so... I would get to interview people like him on camera about yeah, it. Yeah. You know? Actually, The Shield started out in, in, with me there. Well, the, I mean, as far as WWE goes, and I was interviewing a lot of those guys, and they use some of that footage on their DVD still for The Shield. So every yeah, six yeah. months, I get a smaller and smaller <laughs> check from. I get a little sales report of the, the Shield DVDs, and like oh, it started yeah, yeah. out as pretty good, and now it's like. Sixty-two dollars. I'm like, hey, hey yeah, I'll man, take it. Hey, that's, that's all right. Better, that's better than a lot of people listening to this. <laughs> like, hey, I got a residual check for seventy-eight cents a couple of oh, weeks yeah, ago. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, love when like, people put people of those. get that, and like, it's like a joke among everybody. But like, yeah. And the first thing that I did was a, a television movie for Hallmark, like outside of commercial and stuff, right? right. And I thought, okay, well, residuals on TV ain't going to be all that good. And then yeah. I did a, a motion picture, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to get way more residuals off that motion picture than I'm going to get off of this hallmark thing mm -hmm. no way to this day that has been my best <laughs> paycheck i mean every valentine's day they run the shit out of that movie and i get a nice big oh, check that's the best yeah i had no idea how any of that worked though you know what yeah I mean? every six months when those those things come out it's like a giant envelope wwe across it. i'm like oh man what's this all about yeah, when i open it one, yeah. the shield dvd i'm like oh yeah that's right the shield oh man i don't know if people are still buying dvds i guess they must be i, I guess is. they must be because I, can't you just stream it on the network listen anyone listening to this buy the shield yeah, dvd right? because it's every, not on the network i need the i need those uh <laughs> i need those 60 dollar checks yeah in. anything shield just trust me i've been all over the network yeah. on every uh, on xbox playstation fire stick you can't find it you have to buy fire, the dvd you should get the dvd you, you just have to buy the dvd on that yeah <laughs> where do you buy them walmart uh probably online Target? amazon i don't know I, I would say Amazon probably. Best I have a way. Venmo account. If you'd rather just forward yeah, me you can with just the royal send them the sixty-two bucks, <laughs> the royalties. <laughs> That'd be great. So then you're rolling through uh, UVW down there, and then you head on down to Florida, and you get involved with Florida Championship Wrestling, where, yeah. where like I said before, now you were tag team champs with who? I was tag team champs with Brad Maddox. Okay. And I want to tell you how I I found out that I was getting hired. All right, because it's kind of okay. funny. Yeah. Uh, some people listening will know about Jim Cornette, I'm sure. Sure, absolutely. Controversial figure in the yeah, world yeah. of wrestling, especially now. So he was in charge of TV when I was wrestling in OVW. So I didn't know what I was doing at all. I kind of knew basic moves and right, was very right. good at listening, but I couldn't. I mean, this is the novice right, right. of all novice people. Sure. And he knew that, but he thought I was handsome and well-built, so he wanted me on TV as fast as possible. So okay. Every Wednesday, I was there early trying to like work out in the ring and learn yeah, from everybody yeah. and ask questions. And every Wednesday, he would come out of his office with the giant glasses on and look at me, and he's so tall, and he, he screamed everything. Everything he said was like, Young Nemeth! Like, just yelling. <laughs> and I'm like, and I would just be like, uh, uh, Yes, Mr. Cornette. Yeah. 
when can I use you on TV? And I'm like, <laughs> uh, I don't know. What? <laughs> now? I would just say, I don't know. And he would go, he would look around and go, who is in charge of you? <laughs> <laughs> and so whoever's near me, I think one day I was like, uh, he, he's in charge. And then he asked that person, when's he going to be ready? And this person just on the spot goes, um, I think about two weeks. I think about two weeks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then the clock started. <laughs> So, like, two weeks later, I got put in a dark match. I was supposed to get squashed by Cliff Compton, but Cornette wanted me to, to wrestle. He had an actual match, and, I mean, I lost, but he gave me, I don't know, like five or seven minutes in a match on their TV show, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And so he liked me and then put me in a, in a tag team with the cross-dresser guy who was, like, um, he would wear peacock feathers and had makeup on and dress like a woman and be very flamboyant. And everybody okay. everybody hated this guy. Modern-day Adrian Adonis. Like Adrian Adonis yeah, yeah. and all those guys. He was top heel, and then we, we ended up teaming up together, and Cornette made this guy in in the South, in Kentucky, oh, huge baby God. face. They fell in love with this guy. Really? They were When I would wrestle against him, they were yelling... Things I can't say out loud right now, and I was—I would hear this as I'm like wrestling and think, "What decade is this that people are yelling yeah, this in right, a building? Right. This is yeah. insane! This uh, is gonna be on TV." Yeah. America's a time machine down some highway. OVW is like just living in the '80s, which I loved for many reasons. But that at, when I was hearing that kind of stuff, yeah, I'm like, yeah. "Whoa, what You're like, is whoa, this? dude!" Yeah. But to Cornette's credit, he is an amazing booker. He turned that guy into a huge babyface, and we were tag champs together. Um, so then I have. A secret tryout with WWE that I don't tell anybody. I tell Cornette and nobody else. I don't tell anyone I'm wrestling with. None of my. I don't tell my family or anything. Yeah, yeah. I think I told Nick and Jim Cornette, and my, Nick, my brother. And I find out a few months later, they call me up and go, "Hey, we'd like to offer you a job. You want to move to Florida and wrestle for us?" And I'm like, "This is it. This is the only reason I ever started this. Right, it's right. kind of happened really quickly, so I'm pretty pumped about it." But being the old school place that OVW is, I'm. Uh, champion there I'm tag champ there I'm on TV I'm in a, I'm in a storyline on there right right so I have to call him and be like yeah hey Jim Jimmy uh, they just called they said they want to hire me well, actually I said hey I got some I got some good or bad news depending how you look at it and he says let oh, me guess those no. Connecticut cocksuckers want to take you away from me <laughs> let me guess and I was like <laughs> yeah that's it he goes well good for you but <laughs> Well, that was cool. Yeah, so I was pretty excited. And then, uh, but he was cool about it. I mean, he he, he said something like, oh, I knew it was just a matter of time. I was trying. I'm like, yeah, he's smart. He knows. Yeah, right. He can he see knows. what's going to happen. He can see what's yeah. coming, yeah. And when I got, when everything was official, I was doing paperwork and everything, the office girl I was talking to, she says, yeah, we tried hiring you a couple months ago, but they said that you were in this oh, TV angle with tag no. titles. And so then I was like, what the fuck, man? Yeah, right. <laughs> I could have put the stops to it. Him or Danny or somebody, and it's so kind, oh, so old man. school. You know, like yeah. not even to tell me, be like, well, you know, he's in a hot TV angle right now for this. I'm like, come on, dude, that's regional yeah, TV. Right, like, right. let me out of here. Uh, I'll let him know. We'll get yeah. back to you. And I was thinking, why are they? But out of respect for them, they're calling him first. It's very old school. Oh, there. sure, sure. So part of yeah, it is yeah. cool, and part of it's kind of like, come on, man, what the hell. Yeah, yeah, that is hilarious. Yeah. though. <laughs> we we tried hiring you months ago, That's but they said they needed <laughs> you were the tag champ. We couldn't take you. That's yeah. hilarious, man. And if you're hearing a lot of background noise right now, it's just because we're recording live at Second City right now before the Flying Chuck show tonight. And, and this is where the showbiz starts. This is where the this stars where of tomorrow happens. are made. Oh man, you know we're looking at pictures all over the wall. Bill Murray. Uh, <laughs> They're all over the place. Rob man. Belushi. Yeah, there's old pictures from Canada and John Candy and stuff all over. John so. Candy, Chris yeah. Candy. Right. People people are just ignoring us and staring at the pictures in here. Uh, so. There are some cool pictures out there. Yeah, there are. There are. There's some uh, good I was just I saw one. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's everybody from AP Bio that I just watched in one ETC cast. Yeah, and then the students are walking by one at a time going, my picture's going to be on this wall yep. one day, man. They're rubbing you know? them going, this is going to be oh, me. Yeah, it's going to be me, I'm going to be Mike Meyer. I'm going to be the Grinch. Yeah, I'm going to be in the main stage cast of Las Vegas Second City. Oh, not no. anymore. <laughs> not anymore, man. <laughs> not anymore. So they call you, you get on down there, oh, and then yeah. you're NXT then, right? I mean, well, it's not NXT yet. It's still, right, it's right. still FCW. Um, yeah, I was wrestling with... Damn, it was fun. That was a really good time. I, it was the first time living by the ocean for me. I lived by the Gulf of Mexico, which to me is the ocean. Okay, yeah. I became a beach man. That is what I fell in love with. Any free time yeah. I get ever is drive as fast as I can to the beach and get Just in hang out. Oh, my God, it was great. That was a great time. Uh, wrestling, very 
kind of an almost an easier schedule than OVW, man. Like, yeah, I know it sounds crazy. OVW is like training four or five days a week, wrestling at f- four shows a week, and TV, and also having a day job. Like I was a personal trainer, also watching right, right. all that. So in many ways, FCW was a little bit easier because it was training was shorter, and I didn't have to have another job also. So, but it was demanding, man. It's a lot of bumping, yeah. a lot of wrestling nonstop, and so many different coaches. Great trainers there. Dr. Tom Pritchard was amazing. Steve Kern was awesome. Dusty Rhodes in charge yeah, sure. of character development stuff. Joey Mercury was really good. Uh, actually, the first week I was in Florida was when I met John Morrison, who's in oh, the right. Flying Truck Show. Right. I'm rambling a lot. Does this no, you ain't rambling at all, man. I, actually, you've been pretty chronological. I've been impressed. Okay, you know, I'm trying to... These are things I... I expected some lily pads leapfrogging going on here, but no, I'm man. tempted to do that, but I'm you're trying to keep swimming, it all man. right. You're jumping. You're swimming. Right in the row, yeah. <laughs> Uh, I moved into a hilarious house of Santino Morella and Damian Sandow. So oh, was, my God. It was God. the three of us living in a house. That had to <laughs> been ridiculous. Together. Pretty ridiculous, yeah. You've got to give us something off of that, man. One of those stories out of there. Well, he, I didn't know Santino at all. Uh, I was friends with Serena Deeb, who is an uh, amazing wrestler, but most well-known back then for being the girl who shaved her head and was in CM Punk's like gang of right, neo-Nazis. Right, right, right. So I was friends with her, and I was like, I'm moving to Tampa. I got signed. I don't, like, can you recommend apartments to move into? And she's like, oh, just live at Santino's house. I'm like, well. <laughs> she just nominates I'm like, it. that's nice, but I don't know. I've never met him in my life ever, you know. Oh, it'll be cool. Everyone lives here at first from Kentucky. Like, it's cool. Like, you have the Kentucky connection. You're Nick's brother. It'll be sure, fine. Sure. And like, can you ask him? <laughs> I, mean, yeah, I don't right, want to just right. show up there. Just show up for this shit. So I'm moving there the weekend of WrestleMania. So I stop at WrestleMania in Atlanta because it's on the way there. And my parents are there and Nick's wrestling. And as I'm walking around with my parents at Access, Santino walks by real fast. And he goes, oh, hey, you're Nick's brother? I'm like, hey, yeah. what's up? You going to move in? I'm like, uh, <laughs> if, if it's okay, he goes, yeah, sure, cool. All right, nice to meet you, man. And then he just walks back off to the crowd. I'm like... So I looked at my parents. I'm like, all right, I guess I got somewhere to live. I guess cool. I got all somewhere right, to yeah. live. And then your mom just clutched her purse and went, thank like, God. Wait. That was her main concern, right? You didn't have anywhere to live? You're just driving? And I was. Yeah. I was just driving to Florida. I knew I had to start work the day after WrestleMania and had my car packed with all my stuff. And I yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. The car that I bought from an Olive Garden waitress in Louisville, Kentucky for $500. And you still have that car? No. No, no man. <laughs> that car... Was how did what happened to the car? It flooded. The car was caught. Tampa used would have storms out of nowhere. Oh man, yeah. And My the, folks live down in Orlando, yeah. so yeah, yeah. The streets flood within minutes. Your car's underwater, and then within minutes, it's gone. Gone. Dry, like yeah, totally dry. It's ridiculous. So that happened to after an FCW show one night. My car was caught in a street flood, and that was it. It was done for. It. Trash. Yeah, done. I mean, it was still run again, but just smelled to high hell. This wouldn't run. The engine was locked, and so I had to junk it on the way to a house show the next day. I remember being so bummed out, getting like a handful of like $300, walking to the car like, well, that's it. Yeah, well, but you bought it for five, you got three yeah. for it, and you drove it all over yeah, hell. That's, that's I a, mean, you got a head on that one, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then you blew the 300 bucks on whiskey and beer. Whiskey and, and beer, on the way to the show. On the way to the show. Uh, no, those shows, man, that was a fun time of wrestling. We, my most fun was like, when Brad, Maddox, and I were tag champs, we would tag with Xavier Woods, and then wrestle in the main event against Sandow, Cesaro, and um, Ambrose. Okay, everybody all, knows those names, Yeah, man. just amazing wrestlers, yeah. and to be... The most brand new novice naive dipshit out there with them, but they made me look good and made me feel cool. I was learning a ton. Yeah, yeah. I had no business being in the main event of FC of WWE's developmental system. No business. Yeah. But it was great. It was a great couple of months doing that. It was. Um, they wanted to send the Steve Kern was like, I want to send the crowd home happy, and people seem to like you guys. I'm like, all right, cool. Fuck, that's awesome, yeah. dude. Yeah, that was fun, man. It was good. Now, some of those guys you're still doing stuff with now, mm-hmm. and again, September 5th, you got the show coming up, Nuclear Heat, right here in L.A. Mm-hmm. Now, give us a rundown of some people that are going to be on the card, but don't, I mean, don't feel the need to spoil anything. If you I don't won't need to spoil, spoil anything, and there's some surprises, like always, that I won't tell you at all. I like to have one or two surprises yeah, in every show. Yeah, you have to. You have, have to. to. Something for the people to be excited about. Yeah, uh, because a lot of people that know you, that know the show, know these people you're referencing right now, all these people that you do know. Yeah. I mean, anybody could show up. Uh, one big one is my buddy Fred, who wrestled in WWE as Darren Young. He was in the tag team, the Primetime Players. Uh, okay. This is going to be pretty huge. He's he's the most recent former WWE guy we'll have on okay. any of our shows. All right. And he, 
he kind of travels around, but he doesn't do that much in SoCal. So this is pretty huge for us to have him on the show. Yeah. But I called him up and I said, here's the charity we're working with. Here's the show. Here's some footage of what, what it looks like in there and how hot the crowd is. And he was like, absolutely, no question. I want to be on this. And nice. I was like, Hell yeah, dude. Nice. Sweet. And he's someone that he was kind of already out of FCW by the time I got there, but he was once in a while. It was a little bit of overlap. Sure. So I don't know him too well. At that point, but everyone else and my brother speaks super highly of him and huge proponent of like the LGBTQ whole all that stuff. So that's great. Hopefully that brings in even a more diverse crowd than we already yeah. have. Yeah, I mean yeah. the more the merrier, man. Yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Uh, we have the Luchasaurus who is Vibora on Lucha <laughs> Underground. My buddy Judas who is yeah. I met in NXT with me. Uh, he was on Big Brother season seventeen. He looks like a giant dinosaur. Yeah, and he yeah. will be in the show. Uh, that Luchasaurus <laughs> thing is huge, man. And if yeah. you're listening to this and you're a wrestling fan, you know what it is. But if you're a casual wrestling fan or strictly a WWE wrestling fan, and maybe you don't know what that is, uh, look it up. It is hysterical, man, and it is huge in Lucha. He is uh, a gigantic, enormous muscle man with long hair and a fully tattooed body, and he wears a dinosaur mask. He's, he's a luchador. Who's the biggest luchador of all time? And he can do all these crazy flips and acrobatics. Yeah, he's super athletic, man. Super athletic and nimble, and he weighs probably, what's he weigh, like 240 probably? probably easily. And he's got to be about 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, maybe. something like that with boots yeah, on. Yeah, he's, yeah. A great, he's a big guy. Yeah. And it's amazing. Big lean dude. Looks like a defensive end, man. Yeah, you know what and I mean? you see yeah. him come out, and he looks like prehistoric ninja guy. It's, it's crazy. hilarious. Yeah, it's really hilarious. Good. Uh, we have him. We have Crime Time, WWE former tag team Crime Time, who are huge right. crowd favorites. Yeah. I've been yeah. doing kind of like a poll with fans who came to the show and with people who help run the show. And we had them debut last time. And these are guys that my brother and I have known for over 10 years. They were in OVW. They were champs there. They were in WWE. They had long careers. They're in movies right. and stuff now. And again, I was like, hey, guys, I know this is like maybe small potatoes to you, but would you want to be in the show? It's a fundraiser for blah, 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 you know, and they're so I don't I think it's really amazing how lucky I am that I'm getting these people on these shows. To be well, they, well, they seem to yeah. jump right in and it's pretty, I mean, they seem to respect you is what it is. Yeah, hopefully. You know what I mean? Or, like from my end, I mean, I know it's something that you probably don't realize or don't want to yeah. say, but I mean, it seems to be like if you pick up the phone, they respect like the show that you're going to put on and they'll do it. They know it's yeah, not going to be what? ragtag. I know a lot of these guys won't do other shows around here. And so that is flattering and nice or excited it's, i don't know it's a good feeling to yeah, know yeah. that these guys who i love who are awesome are like yeah we'll do it for sure yeah. yeah yeah and they were amazing they had a great match against pp ray my dudes peter uh, avalon and ray rosas what a contrast that match was man these gigantic jacked former wwe gangster dudes and then the small easily hateable weird, yeah. weirdo tag team with fanny packs on oh they were so funny though. that had been match. hilarious man it was good uh we have Mackenzie from TNA. She is a backstage interviewer, uh, amazing dynamic bombshell from TNA Impact. She will be our ring announcer this time, which is cool. And we have Katarina from Impact also. So we have right, a lot of uh, right. people you can see on TV every week. Again, they should not be on this show. This is not what <laughs> I'm very yeah, yeah. I'm flat, honored and humbled that they are. Right, right. So... Uh, what else can I give away? B minus, who's an up and coming SoCal guy, very flippy, fun to watch, pretty shredded. Um, am I giving away too much? Ruby Rays yeah, will be on the show. Be. I'm you giving away be. too much. You're giving away too much. Don't I'll roll. be on the show. Yeah, Let's don't leave roll it at that. Oh, yeah. you're gonna wrestle. I'll be there. Oh, you're gonna wrestle. I am uh, somehow, and you won't believe this. These people hate me. They boo me so hard. Oh man, dude, I'm telling you, if, whoever's listening, if you haven't come to one of these indie shows. And seeing Ryan's character, if you're a fan of old school wrestling, it's the classic, it's a classic head nod to the old school heel. It is hysterical, dude. You crush it, man. I try, thank you, but I try, you know, I think I'm trying to do my best out there and be yeah, well liked. Right, right. As it turns out, I'm Oh, no, I, man. I think I suck, man. <laughs> I mean, you have found something. It might not have been what you were looking for, but something, you have found yeah. something, man. <laughs> we, I had a match with Billy Gunn like half a year ago outside of LA and uh, I timed it I rewatched it back and I think 13 minutes went by before we touched each other because they were so mad that I was out there just booing your so happy to see him and so mad at me yeah yeah and at one point we looked at each other and we both started laughing like what is, we, what is even why happening? do they hate That's you great, so much man. <laughs> yeah. it's great 
So if you're in LA, come boo me. Yeah, well. Jerks. Yeah, a lot of people are going to. I don't want to yeah. spoil that, but they are going to. I man. saw that whoever's doing the nuclear heat ads on Facebook, they chose a clip of me just getting booed. It's like yeah. the loudest thing of all yeah. time. I, I fully expected when I clicked on the ads for if you weren't being booed, for it to be pumped in through some kind of iTunes. Oh, yeah, sure. You right. know? Yeah. <laughs> just do it, man. Well, anyway, again, that's the September 5th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's for a good cause. Come check it out. You will not be disappointed with the show. No, nah, you'll love it. You're absolutely going to love it. Now, a lot of you may not know, but as we touched on earlier, you spent some time in Chicago. How and- could they not know? Yeah, Wikipedia, right. man. Right, Wikipedia, that shit. But anyway, um, you spent a lot of time in Chicago yes. and getting into improv, and you love improv comedy. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you right now, if you haven't seen Ryan do some improv, he does a ton of shows around town outside Flying Chuck. That's a wrestling thing. But a ton of other shows you can see around town. I'm out there, man. Yeah, he, he does a lot of shows. And I'm going to tell you, this isn't some kind of like wrestler, Jake the Snake, trying to do stand-up thing or whatever. Like, <laughs> It's not some kind of like guy that's trying to double dip and do like, like I'm going to get into comedy too. It ain't that at all. Like, honestly, probably a lot better at the comedy than the wrestling because you are a good improviser, dude. Like, Thanks, really man. good on well, stage. Nobody boos me when I come out here. Sure, sure, right. <laughs> Uh, thanks, man. I yeah, I started doing improv before wrestling, and then basically took a many years break. Actually, I broke my leg in Florida. Yeah. And during that time, I was kind of listless, and I couldn't wrestle. I could just watch everyone else wrestle. So I found out that there was a long form group in Tampa. Do you know? Oh, there is a theater down you, there. You gotta right? take this not for granted. If you live in a city like New York, LA, or Chicago, or Detroit. And you think there's improv everywhere? There is no, not. There is man. not. There is. There is not. And if it's something you love, choose carefully where you move. I guess. Yeah. Tampa had one improv group called the Third Thought, and I just emailed them. I was like, "Hey, I work for WWE, but I'm injured. Can I start coming to your practices and just like, I can't really walk. Right, right. <laughs> I just boot on my leg, but." And they were like, "Oh, definitely come by." So I would. I couldn't wrestle, but I would go to the the weight training. Hard Knocks Gym uh, with Rob McIntyre. We would go work out there, and then I would drive another 40 minutes to this yeah. improv rehearsal in which I mostly did seated scenes because I yeah. couldn't stand Yeah, up. right, right. Got to get that uh, fixed, man. I went with them to the Del Close Marathon in New York right? with the blessing of WWE. They, they sent me on. this formal letter going, oh, yes, Ryan, we'd be very proud to have you you know, represent us well. And I'm like, cool, are you going to fly me there? Yeah, or, right. Are you going to pay for this? <laughs> they or? did not, no. No, no. But that was cool. That was great. And the moment I moved out here, I knew I'm like, the number one thing I want to do is find, get involved with the comedy scene, yeah. improv. I missed it so much. And you, when you move somewhere new, you don't really, I knew yeah. Luchasaurus, I knew Morrison, and nobody else really, Serena. And then I think I happened to, I'm like, what's going on with the shows? Right, right. And I saw two things at IO. I saw The Reckoning and Cook County Social Club, which are two teams. That'll do it. Yeah, I remember them from Chicago. I was like, oh, yeah. I kind of know these guys. Yeah. And one of them went to my college. And then I, it was a, I didn't know them very well at the time. I just remembered them from Chicago. Yeah. But it was a really welcoming feeling of like, other people have also moved here that you may know. Right, you right. know, like your social circle somehow is also here. Yeah. So I befriended guys like Brendan Jennings and Greg Hess and Mark from Cook County. And then um, I met Brett, who uh, yeah. was like the founder of Flying Chuck. Right, right. I met him through John at some after party somewhere, and he was like, hey, you should come watch Flying Chuck. And I think I came to see Pool Party, which Brett and okay. Sam and Andy were you Yeah, in, probably. probably. And then I saw Flying Chuck. Oh, no, he just said, come play with us. And I was like, that's yeah. pretty risky. What if I suck, man? <laughs> you know? Nah, man. So I was kind of nervous and timid. Uh, who was in that show? Andy St. Clair was in that show. Josh Callahan was there. Brett was in it. Sam was okay. in it. And I was saying, yeah, probably to Sam and Andy and Brett being in yeah, pool party. Yeah, yeah. I was not in pool party. Oh, all right. All right. Cause no. I know they had different people each. It was like no. those three and then, okay. Uh, but Sam of Detroiters, which is on right now, yeah, watched season right. finale. So that's intimidating because the first improv I ever saw sure. ever was sure. Andy St. Clair and Molly Erdman at IO in Chicago. And I remember thinking that, like, I'm playing with him on stage. Yeah. And it's a little daunting because he's the first person I've ever seen perform this style of comedy. Yeah, yeah. I've probably told him that like 80 times. He's probably sick of hearing that. But yeah, yeah. It was so cool. I was nervous and timid. And then I think I told you this last week. The next time 
I played with them. I was like, oh, they're so welcoming on stage. You fit in. Like, you if fit you, right in. Yeah, you just, just jump in. Right it's in. fine. Yeah, yeah. Because you a little bit feel like, should I edit this? Are they going to yep. be mad at yep. me? But Especially when you're involved with a new group. Because yeah, there's different styles new. and dynamics. And I'm the you outsider. just want to sit back and not jump on toes and yeah. kind of see where you fit in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I totally get that. I, one of the first shows that I did with Flying Chuck was one of the times your brother hosted. So yeah, on the arm. right. Yeah, so we'll plug him real quick. Uh, Nick is Dolph Ziggler. We'll Dolph plug Ziggler. him. That's a yeah. free plug on the arm there, buddy. That's oh, on he, the arm. He texted me today <laughs> that he hasn't watched last week's Detroiters yet, but I said, "Well, you better because <laughs> guess who's in it?" And he texted me on the arm. I was like, "That's right." <laughs> that's the first thing he said to me on John's <laughs> wedding day. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. I, I, you know, one of my brothers is a big wrestling fan. It's like I got some buddies back in Detroit that are big wrestling fans. I told them I had a bit going with Dolph Ziggler, man. They were like, "What?" <laughs> I got serious. But that was one of the first shows Brett had asked me to do as a fill-in, and some guys were out of town and stuff. And I'm like, it was packed, and like, you know, like I was like, man, what if I suck at all this? This is a huge crowd. Oh, our crowd, yeah. When he hosts, usually the place sells oh, out. The queue was packed, man. It was packed, and it's like mostly non-comedy fans. There's a lot of testosterone in the room. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There can be, but they're so they're such a great crowd, though, man. They're mm-hmm. Like they're so open to anything. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of a different than the regular comedy crowd we get at shows because yeah. they're like they're open to anything. You can go anywhere and they enjoy it. And they're not like jaded and bored of improv. That's pretty new to them. Right. They're not sitting up there judging yeah. you either. Like, These going, guys suck. I can't wait to laugh. That, yeah, right, it's kind of right. like how Detroit was this past week. Yeah, it was. Man, it was great, wasn't it? Detroit was awesome. It was awesome, man. You gotta go back. A lot of great. We're well, definitely gonna go back. There was just a lot of great crowds. Good atmosphere. It was a lot of fun, man. We gotta tell them about it on the arm. Oh, okay. So during that set, during that set. Uh, at some point, we were doing a large <laughs> scene, and we were trying to figure out. I think it was a bunch of people were like eating or doing something. Yeah, it was a restaurant, yeah. and the bill came. And the bill came, and I think I looked at Sam, and he said something about paying the bill. And I said, "Wait a minute, I thought that was." And I smacked my arm twice, and I said, "I thought it was on the arm." Yeah, and, and then, no, a couple, like you guys had never heard of that. Never. So Nick and or Dolph and I in the back, we're not in the scene and we're watching it. We both, I would say, it's fair to say we collapsed laughing at how funny that was to us. <laughs> I thought this was on the arm. Yeah. Oh my and god, then, it was funny. Uh, then Sam called me out for it. He was making a face like, uh, <laughs> "Are you trying to say something else?" Are you because trying to I don't say think you know what you're saying? I'm going no, on the arm. You're That's trying to say thing. on the house? No, on no, the I'm arm. not saying on the house. I'm saying on the arm. And so everybody I, was ragging yeah, me, but it's a thing, man. The next day, I googled that and I found out it is a real expression. It's not very common, but it, it is real. <laughs> so everybody busted my ass oh for my it, and god. it got a big laugh, but it was real. So I told Nick to watch Detroiters last week because. Guess who's on it? And he texted back on the arm, and I was like, "Exactly." <laughs> now, how would he guess that though? Because you know a ton of people that are on he that knows. show. Because well, who else would I be saying? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> There's no one That's else funny. to worry about. That's funny. I thought man. it was on the arm because we because we say that to each other for the last two years. Yeah, that's that's our running one of our running. He's got to slip it in on, on TV one time, oh, man. man. If he can say hilarious. it on Raw, that'd be great. That'd be so hilarious, man. I, I thought totally. this title was on the arm. I mean, yeah, right? in the bag. Yeah, <laughs> something like that, man. That would be great. All right, well, now, you're a big uh, Cleveland fan, right? I love Cleveland. Love Cleveland. People okay. give it a lot of uh, flack, but I think it's an amazing city. Right. Okay, well, you know, it's a lot like Detroit. Like, back in the day, Cleveland was a mistake on a lake, and then it came back. And I've never heard that. Come on, never, man. I've never heard that. Don't, you don't play coy with nah, me. man, I've never heard that. Yeah, right. That's what I thought it was the say. big steak on the lake, like a really delicious, juicy steak. They used to see, like, Cleveland is as delicious as a wonderful steak on the lake. Yeah, right. I've the, been hearing it wrong. Fire, they used to say fire water. You go down there and get some good fire water, things like Cuyahoga that. Cuyahoga River had, was so polluted back yeah. in industrial times. It caught on fire. It would used to repeat. It regularly would fire. catch on fire, yeah. <laughs> There's a delicious beer... Uh, made by Great Lakes Brewery called Burning River Ale, I think. Oh, called. we'll have to try some of that. Can can we get some of that? Would they send it out to us for uh, the show? They want to sponsor the show, maybe. The Miz used to have Chris, Great Lakes Christmas Ale shipped here, and oh yeah. So I would be at his house. He used to live out here, and I would be there, and he would go check this out, and like reach down under the bar and pull out a pull Christmas out. ale. And I was like, how? <laughs> how do in you the middle of that? summer do you have a Christmas yeah. ale? Well, somewhere? we're looking for a sponsor because Old English has not gotten back to us. We usually huh. do Brass Monkeys for the show. All right, but, well. Uh, you know, we'll maybe they're listening. We'll, we'll reach out to Great Lakes. Yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I'm sure they would love to sponsor a show in the heart of Hollywood. Yeah, California. why not? Why not? 
Why not at all? They could ship some stuff out. There's a lot of breweries around here that would probably sell that stuff. Mm-hmm. But who now of the Cleveland sports teams? Now, who's your biggest? What do you follow club the most? Uh, when I was a kid, we were all about the Indi- the Indians because they were going nuts in the nineties. Yeah, they were playing well. Uh, I'm trying to remember every milestone. What city I lived in when the whole LeBron thing first happened? Oh he was, man. So, oh man, I remember living in Kentucky, and everyone knew that there was some big announcement. And I was like, we every everyone I lived with in Kentucky was from Cleveland too. I just hap- happened to find Cleveland friends yeah. there, and we'd put on the TV. And he's like, "Well, I'm taking my talents to South Beach." So, oh, oh we were, oh my god, hating. <laughs> and you kind of knew, of course, already, but oh, here, no, you made us tune in and watch you this. What the watch that? Man, like, why? I don't even, know. I never understood that oh, move, man. Man. And like, then it was rationalized to me afterwards, like, oh, well, all the money from that went to charities and all that stuff. Like, all right, fine. But, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah. I feel pretty duped. No, you're from Cleveland. I'm from Cleveland. So disagree with me or don't on this one. Like, even after he won the championship, still hadn't come back from that move 100% with Cleveland fans from that burning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of people who are now, I don't know, man. It's so complicated. <laughs> it's real complicated. And now he's left again. But he left it seems again. like nobody cares this time. Well, I think because we, we won. You yeah. Know, we got a, a ring, or we got a, a t- championship. So that's yeah, yeah. pretty, oh, man, I was watching that with people in Woodland Hills, this whole family who was so convinced that Cleveland was not going to win. And I was, wearing, I was wearing a Cavs jersey, no one else there. I was the only person rooting for them. Yeah. I remember watching that final shot go and the clock ticks down, and I'm like, oh, my God, yes. <laughs> And the yeah. house just goes quiet. I was like, that's right, that's right. You're talking a lot of smack. Oh, that's the only time I think a sport has given me like, a teary. I think I got a little teary-eyed at that point. Yeah, that'll do it. It feels man. good because Cleveland gets so shit on just for yeah. hundreds of years. Oh, yeah. And to have them be cool for something once in a while is pretty cool, man. Yeah, yeah. Now, I'm, of course, Lions fan number one, mm-hmm. but in the AFC since I was a kid, like a right. big Browns fan. And I think they're going to be good this year, man. I do. There's a chance. Everybody says that every year. but Right, but like with a hint of like, because I'm back in my team, man, yeah, dog yeah, sure. pound. But this year I think it's legit, man. I really think that they're going to be good well, this year. I saw – this is going to sound crazy. For the first time ever two years ago in real life, live, I saw them win a game. Oh, man. So, like, I've seen them win on TV. So, that was two years ago, right? Because they didn't two win one yeah, last year. Yeah, two years so ago. you saw the only game they yeah, won. Yeah, it was in the, the only game they won. Uh, or maybe it was three years ago. It was, the, it was on, it was whatever game, whatever year there would have been a game on Christmas Eve. Because I went, my brother went, my dad went, and I went, and Miz went. Okay. That's always fun to, like, do something cool with yeah, family. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and Sports love WWE, so I'll get home and Nick will be like, "Hey, do you feel like going to the NBA Finals?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, right." <laughs> I think the, one of the first months I lived here, he texted me like, "Hey, I'm in town right now. Do you want to go to the, the Stanley Cup Finals?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah of course I do." Right. Yeah. Oh man, I got to watch the final, the double overtime Stanley Cup Finals in LA wins and the. Like, oh man, the Kings like, won just, that cup. It was just crazy. Walked in and this is happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was pretty great. So, yeah, I saw them win in person. As they're winning, there's always that thought in your head of, like, this won't. They're going to take that point. But, like, this touchdown won't count or whatever. You, yeah. The Browns can't win. We, we're conditioned usually, to Usually. Oh, yeah, usually. There's, they'll blow it somehow. There's no chance this victory counts. But, they'll blow it. So we're all just kind of tentatively, like, are they really – do we – they won a game? And we kind of held off on celebrating. So we're like, this can't – Wait, all right, wait till they're yeah, off the yeah, field. Hold on, it's hold like, on. Yeah. Yeah, right. so that was pretty no, cool. I know as being a Lions fan because yeah. those are the two worst – uh, we're the only two original football teams to never go to the Super Bowl. Ah, it sucks. There's only four teams that have never been to a Super Bowl. Uh, Houston Texans, who's an expansion team. Uh-huh. The Jacksonville Jaguars, who are an expansion team. Yep. And then the Browns and the Lions. Now, every time I'll have this conversation with Brad, he'll say, well, Browns are an expansion team technically, too. And that's, don't give me that. Oh, don't no, they're not. That. You know I, they're not. Right. I'm like, come on, man. It's the Browns. I guess you could say that, but The, the Browns and the so. Lions have never been to the Super Bowl. Whenever uh, the Ravens do anything good, I'm always like, well, yeah, that's the, really the Browns. Just yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> well, and it wasn't, but a few years after the move, they did win the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think it's too late to say that now because – things have turned over so much but, yeah but right. back but then, back then like, oh yeah like, that's uh, the browns yeah 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 how about that man i mean this the team just got stolen overnight yeah it ain't the first time in the nfl that's happened crazy man. you know what i mean uh, it is crazy 
and Ozzy Newsom and the whole shot. I mean, you know. And then they won it a couple of years later, man. Mm-hmm. I felt so bad for Cleveland people. But There's I no... will constantly make this argument, though, that the Lions are ten times worse than the Browns. Oh, yeah? Ten times worse than the Browns. Anything somebody could say about the Browns, we went on 16. We did it first. You know what I mean? Oh, this we went on 16 first. We're just competing over who's got the oh, worst. Oh, yeah. And then they'll be like, <laughs> we haven't won in this long. And I'm like, but in the 80s with Kozar, you were like – seconds and minutes away from the Super Bowl two times in a row. And every yeah. single year during that five or six year stretch, you were talked about like, okay, AFC, it's going to be Broncos oh, or no. Browns, Broncos or Browns, man, to did go to the Super Bowl. You see the movie Hot Tub Time Machine? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the squirrel man. Comes oh man. Even like, <laughs> they won't even give it to you in a movie. The Browns. I know. Sucking is even it's so historical that it's been yeah. cemented in, his, in yeah. the film history and the hot tub time machine film. But you guys have come close. We've won one playoff game ever. Oh, I didn't realize that. One playoff game ever. Now, we Damn. did beat that Dallas Cowboy juggernaut that won a bunch of Super Bowls, and uh-huh. we whipped their ass at the Silverdome, and they don't need to forget it. But we got crushed by the Redskins in the NFC Championship Damn, game. It wasn't even close. It wasn't like we fumbled the ball at the end of the game like the Browns. We weren't <laughs> even close. It was like 42 to 6 or what it was. That's not the score, but Damn, it was that yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. We've never even been close. Like the Lions are the worst. Growing up, going every time I go to my grandpa's house, they had a calendar hanging up. A calendar that they never changed the month on at all ever yeah. or the year. I mean, it was so it was like what mid nineties, late nineties now, and it was the nineteen eighty seven Cleveland Browns, and I would always stare at that. Yeah, man. never till right now am I thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. this was greatest like, team in Browns history. You kept this for ten years hanging out. Like this is now I'm yeah, just man. realizing why. Yeah. Until this year, until this year, yeah, maybe yeah, next this, year. This is the year, man. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying Mayfield is not even going to play this year. I just saw that. Yeah, they're making him. I now nah, disagree with me or don't, but I'm like, no way, not a chance. That guy will be in by the sixth or seventh game. He'll Remember a couple of years ago when the Browns went through seventeen quarterbacks? Yeah. Went, oh my god, it's ridiculous. So maybe, yeah, it's ridiculous. Now, I was also talking with Andy St. Clair about the Browns, about Joe Thomas coming back or not. Uh-huh. I mean, as you can see on the back of my computer here, I got a, a Joe Thomas fathead. He's one of my favorite players. Yep, I see that. But he, is, like, he didn't come back this year. He retired last year, and he didn't come back after the, the injury to his arm. And I told Andy, I said, I don't think he's done, man. Whoa. I think he's going to sit this year out just to let them, because this is going to be like the get-right year. How old is he? He ain't that old, man. He's yeah. thirty. He's in his 30s, early 30s, maybe 33, 34-ish. Okay. But I was like, I think he's going to take this whole year off to rehab the arm and let them have their year where they kind of get competitive. Whoa. And then he'll come back next year when they're going to make their playoff run oh, man. and that's like solidify wrestling. it, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's he's going to make a grand re-entrance. Like the Royal Rumble, he, yes. he comes back. Yeah, he's over the road. We thought you retired. Like, yeah, you thought Daniel Bryan wrestles now. He, yeah. He was supposed to never wrestle again. I'm telling you, you heard it here first on DWMOD. Joe Thomas is going to come back next how many year. Listeners, how many millions of listeners do you have uh, A fraction week? of that, like 40. 40 million listeners? No, okay. like four, like the number 40, probably. Well, all are they all 40 going to come to Nuclear Heat September 5th? I'm hoping. Well, right. I'm, you know what? I think we're going to get up to about 100 listeners after the push on this one. Because Ooh. we're going to tag this, the flying truck. We're going to tag this with your Ryan Nemeth. We're going to tag, tag this Nuclear Heat. Tag gonna, people like Finn Balor, tag Bray Wyatt. Tag, yeah, man. We're gonna, I'm going to tag everybody. Tommaso yeah. Ciampa. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to see if Jake the Snake will come. Yeah. We talk every once in a while, but I don't know if he'll come. He's, you know, he's set in his ways. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, you know. Like a snake. Yeah, like a snake. So, college football now. Just real quick, college football. Wh- who's your team? I mean, oh, in Ohio. I mean, a Buckeyes guy or no? Or? This is one that always is uh, weird for me. I don't really have a college team. I'll watch it. Yeah. I'm whatever, to be honest. Yeah. And every couple of years, my mom for Christmas will get me an Ohio State like jacket or something, and I'll be like, I would never be I mad that it. someone gives me a present. But I'm I like, I literally went to a different college. You know, like I went to Xavier. Yeah, I didn't go to this college. Like, thank you. Yeah, she'll right. get she'll get Nick a Kent State thing. He went there. And then right, right. Oh, I thought you would like this. It's Ohio. I'm like, yeah. All right. right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't go there. Sure. Right, yeah. Right. I don't know. I don't really. I don't know. I like watching Xavier play basketball. Right. I was more. gonna say you get yeah. pumped up when they're in a, t- yeah. a good team last year. I'm beyond like being able to keep track of all their players. When sure. I when I went there when I was in high school and a little, like one or two years afterwards that was like an easy thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like I don't know at all who's on it, but I will watch it. 
Yeah, yeah. I love. Oh, and they play uh, to go and play in the tournament, and sometimes the games are here. Usually, my old bartender boss, the guy who owned the bar I worked at in college, will text me and go, "Hey, you and Brendan Jennings, I'm gonna get tickets. Want to go?" So it's like a weird little combination of old right. Xavier alumni in LA watching Xavier play. That's cool. They yeah. were like a number one seed two or three years oh, ago, weren't they? Uh, last year, I and think they, they got were. bounced or, out, man. Yeah, yeah, it might have been last year. Last year before. they get they really tricked me, man. I did not see that coming. Yeah, I, well, Crazy. I think a lot of people thought they were gonna yeah. go a lot further than they did, man. I always I have to find ways to watch it. So if I'm somewhere, I have to like get like the whatever app it is to watch the game. But then you can only, you have to like use different email addresses to keep the thing. Turning on yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they give you like a, a time limit when you put the app on your phone. You yeah, can only watch time for limit, so many. And it's yeah. not as long as the game is. No, you have to keep reading. You got to yeah. reboot. You got to get on someone else's phone oh, or shit. Man. It's a March Madness app. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. I've been on it, man, and then they just mm-hmm. cut you off and all that, man. I love watching that. That's fun. Yeah. Well, March Madness, I was trying to tell Rosecca this when we were talking, and he was like, nah, I'm just NBA. I don't really do the NCAA tournament. And he was like, what am I missing? Sell me on it. And I'm like, well, what? You what? Like, here's what you're missing is actual basketball being played. Yeah, right. My critique of the NBA, and this will sound super unknowledgeable and whatever, but it won't. it's dudes running down the court dunking no one plays defense no one's getting a rebound there's no in the pass. western like, conference for sure nobody yeah plays defense, it's like man. i don't know you watch actual teams of people playing basketball i don't know yeah, I, yeah. do you like watching basketball that's what it is like yeah. I, I enjoy it but like for me i won't tune into the nba until the end of the year because i'm yeah. like it doesn't matter it's like it's, also, the equivalent would be like if nobody wrestled if everybody half-assed it on like raw and smackdown yeah, yeah, yeah. until like a month before wrestlemania and then they're like all right now i'm gonna start throwing some good shit out there that's and see good, if i can get yeah. wrestlemania nobody would watch you know what i mean that's just what those guys do man our friend Brett watches every Cavs game possible throughout the season, and he'll text me like, "Hey, we're watching the Cavs." And I'm like, "Dude, they have 900 games. I can't watch I, every single game. Dude, I just can't." I'm gonna tell you this right now. I was just talking to him in Detroit, and he was talking about if he should get his NBA season pass this coming season because LeBron's gone and the team's going to fucking blow. Uh, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting it." He said, "Oh yeah, I'm getting it. I'm getting the pass, and I'm gonna watch every game." I go, "Why?" Why are you going to watch that team? So now my question is, are we, do I start watching the Lakers now also with the Cavs? I don't know that you should have any kind of loyalty to LeBron James. Yeah, it's confusing, right? I I mean, I don't, he, I don't know. No, I think he's a superhuman being. I think he does great things, philanthropy and things like that. And opening that school. I mean, I think he's a great dude, but but if he were a Piston and he bounced, I'd be like, oh, the Pistons guy, man. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think I would be. I mean, well, I'll just. Flashback. I didn't start. I didn't become a Miami Heat fan. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Done. You know, yeah. Yeah. Done. We don't have to do that. Now we'll maybe go to a game or something, but we don't have to do that. You know. This past year, I was able to go see the Cavs play against the Clippers and the Lakers, and that was, dude. See, going to a Lakers game is pretty badass, actually. I've never been. It is. I don't know that I want to go. I hate the Lakers, man. It's just like well, I don't even like they're playing the Cavs, but like. The thing that happens before the game, like there's lasers going off, there's holograms, yeah, yeah. like things exploding, and I'm like, whoa, what? What I is know. this? And then the I game, know. like, oh yeah, all right, cool. <laughs> That's, That's weird, really man. Dramatic. I will. I said I will go this year. We'll all go to a game, but I want to go in the Pistons around town. I'll go see the Pistons play against the Lakers, but I hate the Lakers. You need to go see the Kings, man. Those are fun games too. I would love to go see the Wings play the Kings, but as soon oh. as I moved out here. The Wings used to be in the Western Conference and play the Kings a lot. Now we're in the East. We only play the Kings once a year, I think. So I don't even get to go check any of that out, you know? When I was a kid, we went to see the Indians play. My dad, there was like a player on the field who was signing autographs, and my dad had us go meet him. And I was so young that I didn't like any strangers, so I started crying in this guy's face. (laughs) I got to ask him who that player was. I just remember that. Oh, well, get back like, with me, and we'll tweet it out he's from like, the show. like, oh, cool. Nice to meet you. And I'm just going, ah, ah. <laughs> Treated him like Santa just Claus. Just a little baby to scream. Yeah, yeah. I just treated this Indian's <laughs> ball player like Santa Claus. Uh, I remember just looking at this guy going, you're not my dad or mom. Screw you. And just, like, scream. I didn't say that. But like your dad was ready to just he's give you He's like, to oh, him. I thought this would be a nice thing. I'm yeah. sorry, man. I don't know. Yeah. I know your dad probably appreciates the aspect of this oh, story. Man. What did you think I was – who did you think I was introducing you to? What did you think was going on? I gotta, my dad's you know? not awake right now. I was just going to text him. There's no <laughs> chance he's awake. That's hilarious. I would be so mad this at guy's one of like, my we kids. Just, hey, we just played a baseball game, nine innings. Now this kid just screaming in my screaming. face. Screaming. He didn't want nothing to do with it. Peeing his little diaper. <laughs> Whiny little oh, baby. Oh, my God, dude. That's hilarious. Well, listen. Thanks for doing the show. We got to wrap it up here because we're getting ready to go do our other show. I want. Can I say one thing? Yeah, man. About my time in Ohio, Ohio Valley Wrestling. Yeah. 
There was a match I had with Cliff Compton in which Joe Wheeler, the referee, rang the bell prematurely. I was in a submission hold. Mr. Media, Cliff Compton, uh, yeah. formerly Domino, world tag champion, WWE, put me in a submission hold. I did not tap out. And Joe Wheeler called for the bell, and I will not rest until this is rectified. Oh, yeah? Are you going to show up you somewhere, man? Find the footage. from the, It's from the Saturday Night Special at OVW. In 2010. Well, I'll tell you, if he got hair on his ass, he should show up on September 5th and square it up. You know, all, yeah, we could set things straight. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fucking I did not tap. Well, I'm going to set this straight here, man. That's for you. I get it. Oh! Everybody does the show, gets a beer koozie from me, we're hanging out borders. It's a Cleveland Browns koozie. I mean, guys still don't bring them yet. I'm trying to tell you, put that in your pocket and bring it for your beer when we're hanging at the bar, man. I'm going to take it out of the thing right now. Yeah, take it out and put something in it later, man. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no doubt. So we're going to plug it again. We're going to September 5th. Nuclear Heat. Nuclear Heat. Right. Follow us on uh, Instagram, Nuclear Heat Wrestling, and on Twitter, Nuclear underscore Heat. The tons of Lucha Underground TNA, WWE guys and girls. It's an amazing show. We're benefiting a really, really, really great charity at the next show. Make sure to go. All right, and we're going to tweet. I'll tweet it out a bunch from our handle, too. Try to push it. Get some people over there, man. All right. All right, buddy. Sweet. Well, we'll see you next time. Do I wave? Goodbye. No, it's a radio. <laughs> they can't see you waving. Can they see me doing the peace No, sign? they can't see you. You're supposed to just commit to coming back. Put my clothes on now? <laughs> oh. Do I have to keep the towel on? Oh, I'm going to edit that. You're not recording this, right? I am. That's, we're still recording. Oh. We'll see you next time.